0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Plotting a course for the place we're not supposed to go in the part of the galaxy that's still off limits. It's Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. It's Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion.
1: And I'm Rekha Sharma. Hello to you, our Star Trek pals, joining us here to talk about new Star Trek when it happens. This week, Picard, Episode 6, The Impossible Box. How will Picard react to being back on a Borg cube? How will Soji react to figuring out who she really is? How will you react to being more than halfway through this Picard story? Tell us. Click on the Zoom meeting link, or you can use the one tap from your smartphone, or you can call us at 669-900-6833 and enter the meeting code you see on the screen. You will talk to Earl, and then you'll talk to us, and then you can tell us how you feel about this week's episode. Whether you're joining us live or later, please do remember to hit like, share, and invite your friends friends, to join us for a lively question (laughs) session every week. It's truly the best way to validate our very existence.
0: See, as an actor, you're told to make strong choices. <laughs> like you go into an audition and they say, make a new choice. And you're going to make a bold choice and you're going to stick with it. That's what you just did. That's why you're fun. From. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well yep. done. So again, that number to call us tonight and to share your comments or questions on Picard's 669-900-6833 or use the one tap from your smartphone or better yet, click the Zoom meeting link. I know I am so happy and proud and privileged that there are already like four people waiting even what, from what? before we started to join us on the show tonight. How cool is that? It's, it's like, awesome. It, like, it, th- Is this what it feels like to be one of the popular kids in school? Because I oh don't God. know that feeling.
1: You do now. It's such a good feeling.
0: It's great. I have cookie. (laughs) <laughs> Such a good feeling you to celebrate with a cookie. I love it. Hey, we're going to say hello to the chat room. Well, you enjoy your cookie, Reka. We have so many people saying hello. There's Karen. Uh, there's Craig. Craig says, good evening, everyone. Hope you're all having a spectacular day, which I am. Thank you. Looking forward to another mission log. Uh, we have Zach. Uh, Zach, unfortunately, still working, so he won't be able to watch live, uh, but he does have some comments about uh, uh, Data and Hugh and Jordy, just all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll maybe get into that a little bit. Later, I'll copy and paste that into the notes. Uh, there's Robert, there's Peter, there's Pam, there's Craig, there's Tate, uh, there's Dennis, and uh, a lot of people already with very good questions about the episode. And just uh, a lot of people saying hi. So, there's Alan Perry saying hi, everyone. Good evening, John, Reka, and Earl. Uh, there's McKinney saying hey, Trek family. That's what we are. Good to see you here. Yeah, there's Meredith, Meredith, number one Mission Log Live fan. Thank you for joining us, Meredith. Uh, There's Chuck. Yeah, there's Steve, Paul, so many people who are chiming in. Uh, It's awesome to see you all, and I can't wait to hear your comments on the show. Oh, boom, checking in, Scott Palm right there joining us tonight. So thank you, everybody who is joining us right now and saying hello in the chat. I cannot wait to hear your comments on this episode before we do the recap, before we do all that fun stuff, uh, just a quick reminder. So, next week, episode 7 of Picard, Monday night, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. And we've decided that after the run of Picard, hmm. so after these 10 episodes, there will be two wrap-up shows. Norman's going to come back in and join us. Uh, so, okay. we're going to do two wrap-up shows, have all of your calls, of course. But then on that second show, still with your calls, we have a special guest. We have... Phil Plate, the bad astronomer. He will be our special guest to talk about Picard because uh, that man is, uh, he is smart. He is scientific and uh, he is a Trekkie and he has opinions. So he's going to join us for that show. So, that will be awesome. Um, also, as I kind of teased last week, there are some convention plans coming up. So I hope that those of you who are local uh, or even if you're not, and you're planning to come in for the uh, Nichelle Nichols farewell convention in May. Cannot wait to see you all there. And then WonderCon, uh, which is in Anaheim, uh, April 10th, 11th, 12th. Hope to see you there, too. Still working out details of exactly when uh, we will be there doing what. Uh, but do join us. And everybody who's on the cruise right now. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah. Don't know if you're catching us live because Wi-Fi stinks on a cruise ship. No, but I imagine, you know, you might get the, <laughs> uh, the download later. And uh, I'm so jealous of everybody who's on that trip right now. I know, it's right? so cool. <laughs> They're just having a blast. Uh, so, Rekha, before I get into the recap, uh, let's do that poll thing that we do every week. Uh, I'll let you remind us what our poll question was for last week. Uh, sure thing.
1: But I, uh, before we go on, I want to yeah. just p- pipe in there and say that I will also be at the Nichelle Nichols uh, farewell tour or whatever it's called. Right on. Um, so, uh, So, yeah, I'm excited to be there, too. Excellent.
0: I'm right. so glad. All yeah. right. It'll be a blast. All right. Now it's a party. Okay. I mean, now yeah.
1: it's. <laughs> okay. So last week's poll was which was more gory, Echeb's eye or Remix head debris? Hmm. It was close last week and it's remained close. Echeb's eye is at 52%, Remix head debris is at
0: 48 yeah. I mean, neck and yeah. neck, really. Yeah. You know. Uh, now, this week, uh, based on one of the props in uh, tonight's episode, we had to ask a question about uh, what is the most troublesome, slow-moving gas cloud in Star Trek? Um, now, uh, naturally, we like to leave that open to interpretation. Troublesome might mean a different thing to different people. But uh, I gave you the choice of Beverly's ghost, uh, and I don't mean... The Ghost of Beverly, but, you know, her ghost companion. Uh, and then Narek's Cube, which opens up and releases a slow-moving red uh, radiation gas cloud thing. Uh, Beverly's Ghost, definitely leading with 73%. Narek's Cube with 27%. Cannot disagree with any of you there. I think you made the right call on that. Um, even if I if I didn't want to pick sides, I would say, yes, that Beverly's Ghost... is at least 73% more troublesome than Narek's uh, cube thing.
1: I got to ask. I I don't get it. Is this Beverly Crusher's ghost?
0: Yeah. Well, so it's not the ghost of Beverly Crusher. There's an episode of TNG called Sub Rosa, which I would forgive you if you had wiped it from your memory, where uh, they visit a Scottish theme park planet, I mean, it's not really a theme park, but let's face it, it's a theme park. And uh Beverly is there. She has the most disturbing line in all of Star Trek, which is um, I was up late reading a very erotic entry in my grandmother's journal. What? Uh, see? <laughs> so first, all right. So who who writes that? And then who says it? Oh my God,
1: that's, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the the ghost. It's a uh, it, it's very troublesome, and the yeah, it, it yeah. has the form of a green cloud, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that'll be a whole other thing. A
1: whole you other know, thing. I have to say, when when I looked at the sentence, more troublesome, slow moving glass gas cloud. Yes, you know what I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> You you want to share
1: it with us? What your big brother says to you, you know? Yeah. Talking about gas clouds,
0: Uh
1: (laughs) threatening to sit on you and Mm. put a glass gas cloud on your head.
0: (laughs) Fortunately, I did not. Which he did. Brother. Oh, oh! This is where all I have been
1: gas clouded.
0: Wow! This sounds like the central trauma of your life that you're still dealing with now as an adult.
1: Yeah, man. And th- Which takes us back to the episode. There was a lot of trauma that these there was. people
0: were dealing with. There was. Thank you, by the way, for sharing that, uh, a piece of yourself with our audience. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of the episode, that, that, was, an, that was a great attempt at a uh, transition there. So thank you for the segue. Uh, I will now get into the recap of this week's episode, The Impossible Box. Here we go. Soji Asha is haunted by dreams about herself as a child. The details are fuzzy, but at least she's got a roguishly handsome Romulan there to help talk her down. He knows things he shouldn't, like how she calls her mother every night, and he keeps pushing for more details. Soji pushes back, asking Narek for his real name. You know, the naming of Romulans is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. You may think at first I'm as mad as a hatter when I tell you a, Rom- a Romulan must have three different names. Well, there's a name for the outsiders. Uh, there's the name for family, the true name that a Romulan would give to the person who has his heart. Narek is uneasy enough by all of this to get up and go. On La Serena, Dr. Girardi is lying about what killed Bruce Maddox. She's clearly affected by this, but she's not forthcoming about the details. Picard plans now to go to the artifact to find Soji, the last link in Bruce's plan to find out the truth about the ban on synthetic life forms. Picard, for one, is not exactly looking forward to the trip. Remember, there's a history there. So Gerardi is feeling pretty emotionally compromised by this whole thing. And late one night, she decides to ease that pain, at least temporarily, by having a role in the quarters with Captain Rios. Speaking of sexual tension, our talcel-haired Romulan is visited by our statuesque Romulan, and they do more of the same. You're taking too long. No, you're not taking long enough. I'm in control. No, I'm in control. (laughs) I mean, I mean about the mission—the uh, the mission to figure out Soji, uh, where she's from, where the rest of them are from, all that stuff. Narek needs more time since he thinks the fact that Soji dreams is tied to her trying to reconcile her programming with the pretense that she's human. He's using a little cube puzzle toy to try to explain it all to Nerissa, but she just wants results. With Picard and crew some three hours from the Borg cube, they don't actually have permission or credentials to be there. Enter Raffi, leaning on a connection at Starfleet to grudgingly arrange for diplomatic credentials for Picard for 24 hours. Rafi is impaired by all the stuff she's putting into her body and the emotional baggage she's spent. Her Starfleet connection says to never call again. After stumbling away, Rios calmly tucks her in. Rafi is haunted by the failure to connect with her son, and Rios can only tell her that we don't all get everything right. Over on the artifact, the more Narek has gotten into Soji's head, the more she is trying to put the pieces together for herself. Did you know that every night she talks to her mother for exactly 70 seconds before falling asleep? Weird, right? And all those family photos and keepsakes? Testing reveals that none of them are more than three years old very weird if you're human and totally not an android. Picard's welcome on the artifact is terrifying at first, but he sees that old familiar face of Hugh, comes to realize through Hugh's tour that the XBs are victims who need help and are recovering the best they can. Then talk turns to Soji, who is escorted into a secret Romulan meditation chamber by Narek. He feels safe there, and even wants to reveal to her that his real name is Yan. He then proceeds to walk her through a kind of guided meditation of her dream. There are no electric sheep. She's seeing images of her younger self at home, sneaking into her father's lab. She can't quite see him, but she's startled to see herself in pieces on his workbench, Above her, the image of two red moons and lightning, and as Nerissa listens in secretly, this is the clue the Romulans needed about where precisely Daj and Soji were made. Her usefulness up, Narek leaves the room after depositing his little mystery box on the table. It opens to release a very slow-moving red cloud of radiation, which Soji, now activated, escapes by punching through the floor. Hot on the trail are Hugh and Picard, who manage to meet Soji in time to direct her away from the oncoming Romulan guards and into the Borg Queen's chamber. There, a new piece of tech awaits, a super-powerful transporter that can get them far, far away. Picard calls La Serena to tell Captain Rios to rendezvous with them on Nepenthe and hurry. Elnor has meanwhile defied Picard's orders to stay behind on the ship, he and Hugh will distract more oncoming guards long enough to let Picard and Soji escape. See you in a few light years. The end. Voila. <laughs> Voila, indeed. So there we go. I mean, look, I, I, I got notes. You got notes. We all got notes, but we got callers. Should we just we dive got right in? Hell yes! All right, let's dive right in. So first up on the show, looks like we have Egan, who has been waiting patiently to join us. Egan,
2: welcome to the show. Oh, hello, John and Reka. How are you guys doing this evening? Good, Good. excellent, How are you? excellent. Doing great. Thank you for asking. Great. Um, oh so, my goodness, John, I have talked to so us. many things. But of course, there's so many wonderful folks in the the <laughs> the room. There, uh, I'll just. Go. Uh, cool. and you can lay it on us. Well, one, I just wanted to mention, thanks to, you know, Earl, of course. Uh, but I don't know if you're aware, this evening, it's actually the emergency Earl hologram, the E-E-H.
0: Oh, oh, that's my favorite hologram. Yeah. What? That's we great. Are, uh, we're wow, the polls. A great hologram. Wow. So just Thank to you, E-E-H.
2: That out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I just quickly want to comment on the poll from last week. Uh, no, it's Remix Head. That scarred me uh, as a teenager. It still scars me. Um, it's the worst thing that's ever been on television ever. So uh, Picard can't uh, can't beat that. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, th- that was a pretty great effect for what
2: 1988 when that, something like that. yeah. I was like yeah. 16 or 17 or something. I I'm I'm getting to be an older man at this point, and I still remember that. Um, that that's was, pretty good. And, and by the
0: way, the, there is uh, I, I don't think we've ever actually revealed. The, uh, the story behind it. But there is a story and that every time we say Remix head debris, somebody owes us a hundred bucks. So that, that's why we do it. That's
2: why it will be an, an ongoing thing on Mission Log. So oh, there fantastic. you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, what so, I was really yeah. going to mention tonight was, um, and again, this is not like an amazing thing to, to think about tonight, but I just want to kind of mention that, uh, you know, I have like three classifications of TV shows that I watch. I have the what I refer to very specifically as the folding clothes television shows, which means, you know, I can watch it a little bit and be very distracted, folding, like quite literally folding clothes. Um, And they're fun and they're entertaining, you know, that kind of thing. There's the, um, you know, uh, I'm paying close attention, of course. And then there's the, The shows that have Do Not Disturb on the phone, Mm. you know, the lights in the house are in the right mode to make it feel like a movie, you know, that kind of thing. And, of course, Star Trek has always been that. But I wanted to create a new category, and that is, with this week's episode of Picard, Egan on the edge of his seat most of the episode. And near the end, uh, as they're being chased through the Borg cube and Uh uh, swords are about to be drawn I actually stood up from I my couch it. and I approached nice. the television. This was just <laughs> something that just happened spontaneously. <laughs> I didn't like awesome. think about it. I was standing within just feet of my screen, just yeah. riveted. Um, this show is terrific. Um,
0: that's so cool to hear that it had that much of an impact on you tell, tell us about the moments man tell us about the moments that just uh that that, that grabbed you
2: it, well it started really when uh Picard beams aboard and he is having mm. he's reliving moments mm-hmm. of you know Locutus and he's kind of you know putting his head down doesn't want to be recognized mm-hmm. that's inc- that's an incredible thing that you're experiencing with him because we felt like you know, as Next Generation fans, we experienced it with him way back w- then. Then he's got that moment where it feels like he's going to fall, you know, uh, because uh, the board don't believe in, you know, hand railings or something. Um, and uh, those other XBs, you know, help him out. And uh, uh, Hugh is there to kind of like jostle him back into reality. Right. Um, and then we're we're now under a time pressure We're we're figuring out that. Uh, 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 I forgot Soji's sister's name now um but so, uh, oh, uh, Daj. thank you yeah uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to get to uh oh sorry so, so J actually right we're, <laughs> we're 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 trying to get to her and you know the heartbeat moments are just starting to pulse right and the beat of the show is just increasing and increasing mm-hmm. as we get to that inner sanctum where they sort of beam away um, yeah. yeah just a tr- were- I just want to kind of give my reactions and it was just it was brilliant it was brilliant I love it I love it I, there
0: were, there are so many good moments in this episode I mean I, yeah. I think like there are great action scenes, but I just I have to say, and I feel like other people will probably talk about this tonight. Um, and I don't know Reka if if you would agree with me here the the two really like the heartwarming, beautiful character moments, just that hug between Picard and Hugh felt so genuine, yeah, so sweet, and then Picard's realization of what's happening there. This, you know, the the tragedy of what happened to these people who were uh, assimilated as Borg. But then uh, he he says it, you know, they're victims, they're not monsters. And seeing them be rehabilitated uh, was so cool. And at the beginning of the episode, seeing current Picard matched with Locutus in that graphic. Mm -hmm. takes you right back to what happened in uh best of both worlds takes you back to his freak out in first contact how deep that trauma is and to see that this new emotion wash over him and and his sympathy and concern for these other people was uh i thought it was beautiful
2: agreed you mentioned nemesis right in in nemesis he actually uttered the line something like um uh, you know, you should, you should shoot them. You'll be doing them a favor. You know, your, your, your fellow Starfleet officers, yeah. if they become Borg. Oh, in uh, First Contact. First, First Contact, Contact. Yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, they have come yeah. full circle in this yeah. episode, too. They're yeah. not monsters. They're victims. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else, uh, any other uh, thoughts or comments? The last thing I'll, uh, I'll yeah. say, uh, just because you guys brought it up in last week's episode and mostly I listen as a podcast, uh, and I heard it a few days later. Um, you guys were talking a lot about, uh, or they mentioned a little bit that, um, you know, uh, the, 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 newer shows discovery, uh, part of been a bit rougher and, you know, kids not maybe being able to watch that kind of thing. I was yeah. definitely thinking through that as you guys mentioned that last week, what I wanted to mention is, if you kind of want to relive that feeling as a kid and do that, um, I don't know if you're aware of the spin-off show from the Big Bang Theory called uh, Young Sheldon, which by the way, oh, right? Is a PBS All Access show. Um, uh, you know, on Big Bang Theory, they talk a lot about Star Trek. Like, it came up a lot. Of course, in Young Sheldon, it comes up pretty frequently. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, they had an episode where him and his dad actually bonded in a beautiful moment through Star Trek, so if you haven't seen it go check it out it's just really cool and it's a neat way you know to kind of relive way back when and kind of put yourself in the mind of sheldon because he's getting to do what we did way back when we were kids cool man that is
0: awesome hey uh by the way before we let you go uh just have to mention somebody in the uh chat says uh egan rocking that young mccoy look so oh yeah well done man well done. Well, thank you. To whoever All right. That was uh, do you have, do you have a uh, Starfleet uniform? <laughs> no, I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you we're actually talking in the in the in the green room about uh, 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 things we have ordered through Anovos and things like that, and I've been waiting yeah. for a particular jacket for like five years. No, one way. of these days I will have it and I will wear it for you.
0: Awesome. Okay. Good. Yeah.
2: Good. All right.
0: Egan, a pleasure as always.
3: Yeah, Thank you, Thank, John. You. thank
0: you, Rick. I have a great evening. I'm so glad next you're time. enjoying Absolutely. it. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it, it just uh, nice to, uh, to see some comments here. I, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. what's up, Aaron? Uh, you said something about the radiation. They, they actually, they do call it radiation at some point, which mm-hmm. is just very weird, uh, because it's this slow moving gas cloud. I mean, a very slow moving <laughs> gas cloud. Uh, but I, I get it. Uh, we're building dramatic tension. Uh, but it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's radiation. Sure. So. <laughs> Uh, but thank you everybody for the uh, for the comments continuing to come in. Um, Reka, should we go to our next uh, caller? Absolutely. Okay. It Looks like we got Jonathan who has been standing by, and and Jonathan who got the memo, and is wearing a Starfleet uniform jacket. <laughs> <laughs> this,
4: this ironically isn't a Novos jacket as well. So it is a Novos. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, so you got Egan's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we're probably waiting for the Beyond jacket. We're waiting for the same one as well, so cheers. <laughs> nice. Cute. But, uh, good, evening. Very cool. good evening. Great to see you uh, both, Reka, John. Great to be here. Long-time listener, second-time caller, so <laughs> thanks for having me here. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. I just wanted to call in because uh, I was watching the last episode, which I loved, by the way. I think it's probably the best episode I've seen since the series premiere. Um, I was watching it with subtitles, and I don't know if this has been mentioned anywhere before. Uh, I suspect it must have been somewhere, but... I noticed that in watching with the subtitles, at 52 minutes and 25 seconds in, there is a subtitle of a line attributed to Picard. Now, just to put this into context, this is after um, Eleanor has decided that he is going to stay behind and basically make sure that um, their getaway through the Sicarian portal is going to be fine. And Picard realizes that he's staying behind and he's arguing with him. And right when he's like, no, no, you guys are going to go through, the subtitles have Picard saying a line saying, I'll find you again. But the line is never actually spoken. So it's actually a cutaway shot where we see um, Soji's reaction to, you know, what's going on. And on the screen, the subtitles, Picard saying, I'll find you again. But since we never hear the line, the explanations that I could think of were that either it was recorded and removed after the subtitles were typed up, you know, at, at huh. the, of the director hmm. or it was in the script at some point And that's what was used to make the subtitles. And it was never actually recorded. But either way, I think it's really interesting that they had a line like that where basically it's Picard expressing that he, he's not just abandoning Elmore, that he, hmm. he really does want to, you know, hang on to him and, and find a way to find him. But there was at some point a conscious decision to remove that line at some level. Um, right. Because right
1: before that, he says to him like that he doesn't want to lose him again or something. And he says that that's like, you know, music to his ears or whatever. Right. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It makes it so so then this,
1: yeah. 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 So this line would have come directly after that.
4: I believe that's correct. I'd have to rewatch it again, but I'm pretty sure it was it was right before they stepped through. Right. And so they and it's it's an interesting trend because between their removing this line, which would make Picard a little bit more, I feel like more of a sympathetic, more of an, an empathetic character, um, there was this, there was him basically ignoring the fact earlier in the episode that Rafi had had you know done this service to him. And was still suffering from, from quite an addiction. And as she's like limping away, he just kind of like, well, job, job well done. Mm-hmm. And kind of turns back to what he was doing. I almost feel like the producers are setting up Card to be a far more self-involved character. And I'm wondering if mm-hmm. that's going to pay off in some sort of redemption arc, if not this season, perhaps next season. But it's a very interesting contrast, I think from some of the earlier, you know, uh, personality traits that we, we know of Picard being much more noble and, you know, caring of others. And this seems a little callous to me. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on why they might be doing this, or if maybe I'm just reading too much into this. Huh. Breaking, I, you want to take that for Yeah, yeah
1: I, I don't think you are, because, I, you know, I had that same response, too, in that scene when Rafi gets the thing. I was like, and he's just happy and smiling and uh, it's a little out to lunch. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, honestly it could, that second line, I feel like that could have been a situation where they want to keep the pacing up because it is an action scene. And so like, let's just get rid of it because I think Mm -hmm. we got the point when he says the previous line, it's like there, enough was conveyed. And yes, it's an extra thing and it's a beautiful extra thing, but I think the point was made with just that two line. Those being exchanged, in my experience from being on the other side of it, that's what I would guess it was about. Like, okay, but we still got to move the action forward because it's exciting. Sure, sure, Uh, but I don't know. Maybe there is that in there, and certainly there's lots of choices that that are made in post. I think that are that are that shape the characters. Absolutely. Uh, I hope he, you know, is redeemed from that, is learning. I think he is. I think his character is learning.
4: Yeah, I mean, certainly they're, they're, it's, it's, the excitement's been building up in terms of, I think the action's definitely been picking up uh, in the last yeah. two episodes. And so I'm hoping that they're not just moving the story along, but they're also moving the character along as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very interesting trip seeing this well, I don't want to say this version of Picard because it's still the same Picard. I guess this era of Picard. Uh, yeah. It's interesting contrast. And um, it's, been, it's been also interesting showing it to my kids as well. Um, yeah, my kids uh, who are six and eight, I show them Discovery. I show them Picard. <laughs> show them, I just make that's sure I watch awesome. it first. I can be like, kids, cover your eyes. So um, uh, it's, it's interesting kind of showing them how the characters can change uh, over yeah. time. You know, seeing how things go, so...
0: It's been fun. You know, it's interesting, and we talked about this a little bit in Mission Log, how uh, Picard grows and changes for better or for worse over time. And, you know, the Picard that we get in First Contact, who is full of anger about the Borg, is different from the Picard that we had before. And I'm glad that even in this, you're sort of acknowledging that without being super explicit about it. You know, you, you get the idea that he is hurt. We don't have to it, in detail, go through the thing about, Hey, remember how he picked up a Tommy gun and screamed and, you know, did my Scarface impression. Like you, you don't have to get through all of that, but at least it acknowledges that the character is at different emotional states at different times in his life, you know? And, I, the, something that you just said it, it is really interesting to me about him sort of, I mean for lack of a better word, like using and then abandoning people uh, uh, as long as he needs them. and we we had that introduction with Rafi. Um, and certainly he had uh, in next gen this friendship and camaraderie with people in the crew, but only some. and now that they're out of his life, they're, they're just, they're, they're sort of not there at all. Now we, we know that we're being introduced, reintroduced to, uh, Riker and Troy in the series, but it's not everybody. It's not this, you know, huge family reunion. And I, I kind of wonder, is that just sort of, is it just the reality of how people come and go out of others' lives? Or is there something to be said here about Picard's actual emotional attachments you know we saw that reference uh when he's coming back to see eleanor we see that reference to him being uh awful with kids he hates kids doesn't want them around doesn't want him with the bridge but he has this bond with with this little boy eleanor and clearly he's very different toward him than he was when we first met him you know so yeah, I, I don't know. It's like they're acknowledging these little, I, I wouldn't even necessarily call them flaws, but the, these, these sort of realities of his personality and maybe how the job affects his personality. But there's, a, but
1: there's also like, you know, there's a, there's a reference to that in, in, in the scene where Raffi is talking to the Starfleet person.
0: Yes, there's it's the a same, parallel to that. There's yeah. the same
1: theme there. And I, you know, and I kind of think, well, yeah, not all relationships are that deep. And there are people that you just kind of call when you need something and it's more of a yeah. working relationship or whatever. But we're human. And so different people have different feelings about it. Maybe one party really wants a friendship, but the other party is like, I think you're great, but. Yeah. I'm not feeling like a deeper level of friendship or whatever. This like dating, right? Like, right. are we going to go steady or not? Is this going to go? Are we going to get serious or is it going to be cash? Undefined? Right. I don't right. know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes people uneasy. It
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about this. Okay. No. <laughs> so, I think yeah. he knows a you lot have to explain this to me sometime. Uh, right. Yeah. I think you're
1: an expert. <laughs> Uh, we'll
0: get into that in a second. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Jonathan, any other uh, comments or thoughts or questions tonight?
4: Uh, just one last thing I wanted to say before I left. Um, sure. uh, John, it, this is kind of a bit of a callback, but to your review, your synopsis of Children of Mars, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm going to invite you to go back and rewatch it with a close eye on, uh, I think her name was Lil, the, the redhead, uh-huh. on her face. Throughout the episode, because I actually took a different uh, message away from that that short trek, your synopsis had her as an aggressor, and Uh. I think in rewatching it that she actually didn't realize what she had done, and everything she did subsequently in that episode was trying to to make things better, and it just went horribly wrong. So if you watch it again, you might find that maybe she just didn't realize what she had done, and even the drawing of the, the teacher... I think yeah. that was her attempt to kind of be like, sorry, I didn't realize and to make her feel better, but it got caught by the teacher and all went horribly wrong, but maybe not. I, oh, that's, I recommend rewatching it and we can talk about it in Vegas. This uh,
0: Oh, that, that's very uh, interesting. See, I thought the, the initial moment was accidental, but, yeah. but then that kicked off this thing where it kicked off this rivalry. I, that, that is very interesting. Uh, I will go back and watch it. Thank you. All right, we'll, we'll discuss in a few months. Cheers. We'll see you in Vegas, <laughs> if not before. All right. Great
4: great cool. to see all of you again. Cheers. Thanks so much. You Thank you.
0: Take Cheers. care, Jonathan. Have a good evening. You too. All right. So, um, hey, next up, it looks like uh, Rhea is ready yeah. to go here on Mission Log Live. Welcome to the show, Rhea.
5: Good evening. Good to see you all. Hi. Hey, Likewise.
0: Good to see you. What, uh, what is up?
5: Well, a lot of stuff. Um, this was a, a great episode. I kind of watched it Egan style, except in my <laughs> ultimate pack-led wisdom, I watched it at the gym on the treadmill. And so by the end... Um, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I about, did
1: you did you run extra, like normal more than normal? You're well, so
5: luckily bad. I didn't run that long. So by then I was on the massage bed, but I wasn't getting a, mm-hmm. this water jet massage thing. It's pretty awesome. Oh um, my God. Needless to say, I wasn't like getting very relaxed. I mean, I was like holding it like this and sitting up and you know, screaming <laughs> at my phone. But um, yeah, that was an exciting, exciting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I think, and kind of off of what um, Jonathan was just saying with Picard, I kind of thought this episode was a turning point for his character. Um, you know, we'd, we'd seen plenty of examples how, okay, he's. He was this, this great Starfleet captain. Now he's retired, um, maybe a little full of himself, maybe has isolated himself from a lot of his, you know, former friends. Um, but I think there was some redemption in this episode. First of all, seeing Hugh. Hugh was the first person that was actually happy to see him. Um, aside from Dodge, I guess. But that was kind of nice. Um, oh, shoot. There were like two or three other things. Now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh so anyway, I think it's kind of a a turning point there. Although I definitely agree with kind of what everyone's saying about the um, interaction with Rafi. She basically sold out what appeared to have been a close friendship at one time. Mm. Um, this yeah. friend says, you know, don't ever call me again. You could see Rafi's face. She was devastated. And mm-hmm. there's a polite golf clap. Mm. That was a little harsh.
0: But- yeah. Yeah. Um that that's oh, that that's such a tough moment because she's drunk, she's you know she's mm-hmm. got the snake weed or whatever and then she finishes that moment which is really hard all around like you said everybody claps and then as somebody pointed out I believe it's actually uh Elijah from Priority 1 and then they they swell the music with the Star Trek theme like this and- was
1: I got to say the, the, the music throughout that whole scene was a very interesting and curious choice. Cause it was like very light and fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: while she's doing, you know, there was, there was enough difficulty emotionally in that scene mm-hmm. that I thought it was, it just didn't resonate for me. It didn't quite line up. It stood out. It was like, this doesn't, feel right you know yeah even even if you notice the soundtrack Mm -hmm. it's like it should just almost be like not even noticeable you know like like, it just fits perfectly with the moment and you don't even kind of notice it but to me it it was jarring and I thought what is the intention here of this scene what are we doing
5: well, I think between the music and the applause, it kind of I kind uh-huh. of appreciated the juxtaposition a little bit. Um, I was yeah. married to an alcoholic for years, and this is someone that makes Raffi look like a casual drinker. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how deep you want me to get here because I <laughs> can get pretty deep. But, you know, someone in Raffi's position, um, you know, what she said jokingly to her friend, oh, I still plan to drink myself to death. No, yeah. in all seriousness, she does plan to drink herself to death and she will yeah. continue to do what she's doing until she finds some reason that she wants to change. But um, I can still picture that look on her face when her friend said, don't ever call again. And yeah. like the guilt and the shame, you know, that, that mm-hmm. alcoholics go through or addicts of any sort. Um, and they're in front of, you know, your whole crew and your your old friend mm-hmm. and everything. Everyone knows that you're you're hammered, you're high. Um, You know, Rios was there to escort her to bed. And actually, some people, I've seen people say, oh, at least Rios took the bottle away. And again, no one can stop an alcoholic from drinking. They're going to find a way no matter what. And my first thought when he took that bottle, first of all, he took it for himself. Yeah. But Mm, second, just just knowing from personal experience, um, she's going to be pretty gosh darn unhappy in the morning when she doesn't have that bottle to wash down her hangover. So you know, yeah. thanks a lot, Rios. But I'm sure they have some 24th century—I don't know—hangover help. Coffee in the replicators.
0: Yeah, they had uh, that too. You know. Yeah,
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's. But yeah, I had those same thoughts.
0: I yeah, I don't know what to do with the choices that were made in that scene, and it. it but I'm. I'm glad to see that it sparked off a lot of, uh, very concerned and thoughtful conversation online, mm. uh, particularly in this one thread that I was reading, uh, that Elijah, he was really, uh, affected by this scene. And, um, it was interesting to see that people who chimed in were saying, okay, but who's, Whose responsibility is it in that moment? Who is supposed to do what? What can Picard do other than watch her do this? You know, and I, I, I don't know that we have a great answer mm-hmm. for what else could have or should have been done. But tonally, there was something very off about that scene.
5: Yeah, and Picard, Picard's a human being, um, yeah. and until, unless, or until you've lived, you know, through. Mm-hmm. Being around an addict, you, you don't know what to do and you learn by trial and error. Um, and I think kind of that's a, a thread throughout is, you know, in TNG, Picard was up on this pedestal. He was this high and mighty, you know, moral, perfect man in every way. And I think now we're seeing him as a human being. Um, anyone that's Agreed. been in a position of authority for that long, you know, yeah, you're going to have a little bit of an ego or a lot. You know, that just kind of goes with, you know, I think he's earned it. Um but he's a human being. It's not like he's going to make the, the perfect decision every time, especially being around Rafi, which in, again, the Hilton in the Sky generation of TNG, you didn't have addicts. You didn't have, you know, yeah. people with vices. Yeah. So this is probably something new for him. And, and again, going back to that scene, um, I'm, I guess I'm kind of hoping that, that, that kind of oddness of the music, uh the clapping kind of the, the weird, joy environment there I'm hoping that was intentional because Mm -hmm. I think it really kind of brings out how wrong it was
1: yeah it's that's Mm -hmm. true it's true if that was the intent then then they succeeded because I felt like it was all wrong (laughs) Uh, but but you know there's a way to to tell that more I mean one thing I thought too is you know he's also Picard's also an old man now and there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that just is like oh well he's going to miss. Shit. He's mm-hmm. just going to, uh, excuse my language, but you know, that, that you know, we become more childlike <laughs> as we enter the last phase of life and mm-hmm. we will miss things. And, and, um, there's a sweetness to him now with that, um, with his age that I, that I quite enjoy and the sweetness mm-hmm. and the innocence that comes through in his performance.
5: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that, um, that was so true of my dad when I had, you know, when I was mm-hmm. married, and the way my dad related to him and just could not understand, you know, why somebody would would do this to himself and to everyone around him. And that kind of the innocence that my dad has. Right. Um. Yeah, that's a very good point. I see that with Picard as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think in a perfect world, I would have loved to have seen just before all the clapping and the. Yay. I I would love it if Picard didn't miss what was happening. If we just saw him just register what what he saw in Raffi and then choose to uncomfortably or whatever, just go ahead and clap anyways or make the best of the situation or, as you said, not know how to deal with the alcoholic and just not deal with it, but see it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that's what happens when when we're dealing with with um addicts. We see it. we don't know what to do, so on yeah. we go,
5: right?, yep. <laughs> something Definitely. like that, yeah, yeah, hey. it'll be interesting to see how he deals with her in the future. And I'm mm-hmm, also yeah. curious to see if he's kept in touch with the Troys over the years. so. That'll be interesting to see as we, well.
0: We, we will see how that plays out.
5: Yeah.
0: Rhea, thank you so much for calling. By the way, I, uh, people who are watching, they won't be able to see the uh, the Zoom name that you've chosen for yourself, but indeed, mm-hmm. you are the Packled Pajama Party. Yeah. So, yes. uh,
5: this is cosplay, right? This isn't how I actually look. It's all
0: right. on there. <laughs> <laughs> packled Pajama Party. I love it. Rhea, thank you so, so much fun. for calling in. As always, we lot. hope to see you again soon, okay?
5: You will. Thanks. All thank right. You. Have a great night. You Bye.
0: Too. Take care. Hey, uh, I am so happy about this. Not only Barry, because that's who was, but it's Barry and Beth joining us right now. Amazing. And I believe both in uniform. Let's, uh, let's check in with Barry and Beth. Yeah. Uh, John Cooley actually
6: paid us. Cooley. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, As he
0: you know. often does. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: well,
6: um, and, and, and by the way, I, I hope you noticed the special magic that Earl was able to do and, Terms of patching both me and Beth in on separate feeds. God, that, that's it.
0: so impressive. I yeah. mean, technologically, that's, that's yeah. yeah. I'm,
6: I'm oh, actually Earl. calling in from our mission log viewing atrium, <laughs> which I assume that everyone has. You should see just to the my right. Um, all of our library of reel to reel mission log tapes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. And wait, on the left, we've got some marble full sized statues of John and Ken. Nice. The, the, the norm is coming on, on, on Tuesday. Oh, good! Well, wow, that was fast.
0: I'm, uh, I'm just
3: in the living room. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the No, that's room. good. I mean, hey, y-
0: you can hardly see the uh, the division uh, <laughs> the the way he's got you guys together. Um, so for,
1: at the it's the first, work? I I was like, God, this is an interesting room. But that now I get it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wreck
6: it, wreck it, you can see your picture.
3: I know. There.
1: I was just going to say, wait a second. That's it. that's me with the two of you.
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, by A the way, uh,
1: last year. <laughs>
6: yeah.
1: John, I, I, yeah. I, I,
6: I don't know if I mentioned, but the marbles are classical nudes, which is.
1: Stop! Stop. <laughs> Stop! Stop! You <because laughs> can't see That's that so far. <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, oh. Look, I, I was just proud to uh, to pose for the artist. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know. This, I, you, a <laughs> you were titanic. So you were
3: patient. You were patient.
0: I was. Sometimes you need to have your ego stroked, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay.
3: Yep. <laughs> leave it at that.
0: Uh, <laughs> guys, well, I'm super yeah. impressed. Um, I'd always heard about your uh, mission log tribute room, and uh, I I didn't believe it for a moment. I mean, the statue had to go somewhere.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: But I'm I'm super impressed.
3: Yeah. A while to get it ready. <laughs> we sharing we're, that. We'd
6: love to show you, around, but the... The, the the screen is attached. I mean, the the mic,
0: the yeah. camera is attached. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, are are you guys in? Uh, you're not in. You're just in separate parts of the house. You're not in. You know, yeah, Beth is in the
6: west wing. Beth, got it, is, got is, it. Okay.
3: Beth, is she on right now, Tim? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. She is. Okay. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. on, Barry. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: I can okay. hear. Her. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's a little bit of a delay for you, maybe, because you're so far away. Um, guys, if radiation takes a while to move <laughs> through the room. The it does. does. Yeah. It does, yeah, right. It's
1: science. That was a good segue back to the episode. I do have to say, he gets props that. for that, right?
4: Yeah. Tell us
3: what your thoughts are about the episode, guys. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I only I wanted to I guess uh, add a little bit on to what Rhea said. You know, because everybody's been talking about Picard and and who he is now, and the one thing that I end up thinking about a lot, and I don't know if it's been brought up before, is just. One of my favorite episodes from Next Generation is after he's recovered from the Borg and everything, Mm -hmm. and he goes Mm -hmm. home to his family's house, and he has that crazy fist fight with his brother in the field where he ends up just completely emotionally going to pieces, and he's crying because he says, you know, I hold myself to this high standard all the time, and I thought if I was in this situation, I would be able... To have control. I'd be able to do this and I couldn't do it. And one of the things I'm finding really fascinating about watching this this last episode is this notion, this theme of perfect being the enemy of the good Mm -hmm. that he brought up a couple of times. And I keep thinking about him and thinking about, you know, that was his whole persona. You said it, you know, he was Mr. Perfect in this generation, but he held himself to that. And in a way it meant he held the people around him to to that standard and he didn't allow himself you know that personal space until he was forced into it and he ended up being a complete emotional mess on the ground and everything and i do wonder you know you know when i got back to seeing him in this i just found him fascinating everybody is so angry at him <laughs> and they're angry at him because they also held him to that perfect ideal and he fell off by trying You know, he drew his line and said, you people aren't perfect. I'm taking my toys and going home, you know? And that seems to me like, like one of the more interesting things about his character. It's both, I think a real strength in him that he tries to do that, but it's occasionally a real weakness too. Mm. Um, And so I found the fact like where he is very believable, Starfleet let him down and, and, You know, he did the same thing. He couldn't accept himself letting himself down. How is he going to accept Starfleet letting him down? So, but he's learning, you know, this notion of perfect maybe being the enemy, you know, of being good. And it seems like it's already starting to change him. He hasn't learned how, as far as I can tell, to even reach out emotionally to the people around him. And the only way he was able to do it with his brother was by getting into a fist fight, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, interesting in the chat right now, Tomas uh, says on point. Beth, yeah. so yes, and then uh, Paul uh, had chimed in saying they are all perfectly imperfect, and I think you have have really crystallized this idea of this theme in this entire uh, season of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we we heard Bruce Maddox talking about it in which I thought was just such a great scene of him. Replicating ingredients to then make a thing to be able to bake something because it would be imperfect, and then that's what he says about uh, Soji and Daj when right before he's killed by by (laughs) Agnes. But he says, you know, I wish you could have seen that they were perfectly imperfect, Mm -hmm. and and that is truly like the humanizing factor of all of this, and especially for Picard.
3: Yeah, especially, especially, I mean, I think it is so fascinating that, you know, if you'd imagined him 30 years in the future, you never would have imagined, I mean, somebody who would have been in the position he's at, it's there too when he says, you know, I tendered my resignation and he's shocked that they accept it. And I don't think Mm -hmm. it's just because he's arrogant, you know, I think it's also just because he really does have those high ideals and he respects them and thinks, that that's where everybody else is at, but he doesn't know, you know, he doesn't realize that, that life does get in the way. People aren't perfect. Um, you know, his thing with, with, um, clapping for, um, uh, for Rafi, Mm -hmm. I mean, in some ways I really kind of enjoyed that because I felt like that was a perfect showing of like how he's still kind of missing the point. He's clapping because she did the right thing. She did it so beautifully. You know, and she put on this great performance, and she pulled herself up to like meet that moment and everything, and then she fell apart at the end, and he didn't expect it because that's you know that's yeah. not him, even though it's happened to him, you know yeah so yeah so, um that it is that notion of uh of the perfect getting in the way of the good and and the fact that you cut yourself off from the good by demanding the perfect all the time,
0: right, yeah. Yeah. Now, Barry, I know that you're on delay. So, if that went up to the satellite and then back to your room, if you caught all of that, do you have any follow up comment?
6: Uh, <laughs> um, she, she, she was cutting out on a lot of what they okay. was. okay. Yeah, sure. it
0: happens. I mean, there's just yeah. multiple upstream, um, multiple downstream. Yeah.
6: Can Can I just say something that's a little self serving? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never take that away from you.
0: Yeah.
6: And, uh, you know, since I I normally listen to this podcast on my drive into work. Mm-hmm. If, if I may uh, say something to myself, <laughs> uh, Betty, don't, don't miss exit one hundred and five. It's coming up pretty really soon. If you don't get the exit, you're gonna have to drive all the way around campus and you don't want to do that, laddie. <laughs> Thank you. That's, what
1: that's,
3: universe are you. that's from That's really gonna. What
1: happen. I want to know is how <laughs> you are gonna time the watching of the episode to this moment. <laughs> so, so you know, you're at the you know, exit. He's I'm a scientist. Right? Yeah, Barry's a man is of is science. It's currently 7.52. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're at the last eight minutes of the episode. <laughs> uh, so, I'll let you figure out the rest.
6: All right. So uh, I, I will, <laughs> uh, we'll finish up because there are other people. But the f- one thing I did want to say is that, you know, as I've been getting more mature mm-hmm. as we go around the sun many, yes, many if. times, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the fact that on this show, Women are not supposed to necessarily be attractive just if they're terribly young. Like the, the Vulcan or the, the Romulan brother-sister Lannister pair, you know? <laughs> right, um, yes. It, just, know? So, there's so
1: much eye roll happening over <laughs> here every
6: yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I know she's damaged, but but Raffi is so just fantastic. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's capable. Laris... Very attractive. I think it's great.
3: Are you you done yet? Well, a little bit more. (laughs) Deactivate emergency husband hologram. Oh, my God. God. Don't you wish you had one of those?
6: (laughs) Well,
1: I guess we can always...
3: one there, last question. It's is it a just me? I'll look for it in is my it, next husband? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pick him. I pick him. So is it just me or were they did they write in a joke for Rios when he was trying to remember 7 of nine's name and he mentioned both 99 as in get smart and 11 as in I stranger think so. things? So I wondered about fab? that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so.
1: Too yeah, cool.
6: Definitely. Beth, All thank right. you
3: Re-activate so much. Oh wait,
6: you didn't Can have you to state the nature of the husband emergency. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, there we go.
6: Uh,
1: it is the same room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beth barry thank you so much for calling oh, in
3: thank you both
0: <laughs> love to you both and uh we'll we'll hopefully call in again soon but we'll uh, we'll see you in in august all right take
3: care absolutely all right um, so go take you. care guys thanks Bye. guys. Thanks, rica thank you
0: oh my gosh uh that was the most fun thing ever
1: they were in the same room. The whole thing was a ruse. <laughs> Did you buy it? Am I the only dork who bought it?
0: I didn't buy it for a second, but it was oh,
1: brilliant. God. You see, this is, I always say, this is how I get paid. This is my job to believe yeah. anything that's on paper. Sure. You sure. are a robot. Cool. Yeah. You are a lizard. Cool. I'll believe it.
0: Oh, man. When you get a script, we're in okay, two so-
1: separate rims.
0: So when, okay. when you got uh, those scripts for Galactica and then you're a Cylon, I, I would hope that your uh, your impetus would just be to do like 1950s robot. Like, I am a robot. I am a Cylon. I, I am tried. here to kill humanity. And you they're know, like, it, no, Reka, tone that down.
1: It's but, like you were right there when we were shooting, because that's see? exactly what happened.
0: That's how I would do it. I mean, I, sorry, guys, I give it away too much. I... Listen, speaking of which... <laughs>
1: This, you know, all of this this uh, discovering that you're a robot stuff really takes me back to when I discovered I was a robot. Right? You know, it was really it was a lot. It was some heavy heavy stuff.
0: Is so it a little too close to home for you there? It
1: was a little, little yeah, a little trauma. A little mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I know we've got Martin waiting but, but but you didn't know that when you started, did you? No. Okay. I mean, I would assume that they would keep it from you, just so you, they get a natural character building performance Absolutely. out of you before Absolutely. then they reveal it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were making it up as they went along too. They didn't know who was
0: right. going to be what, so they I would it. love to talk to Issa sometime. I think I'm saying that correctly. Who uh, plays Soji? on this show because what you would have to reveal that early obviously and i'm so curious about just building a character who has a false backstory like that's you know i think that'd be very interesting to do as an actor hey uh let's talk to martin i believe uh who is our last caller of the night martin welcome to the show
7: how you doing today doing very well how are you sir I'm doing pretty good. I'm enjoying the show. I really like the character Ele- Eleanor. I think he's awesome.
0: Yeah. Nah, yeah. He's, he's the unintended or maybe intended comic relief. And Definitely. I think he is awesome. I think my favorite line of his, that moment when they arrive at Stardust City, everybody gets the uh, perfectly directed ad except for him. It's yeah. Just, uh, what a mm-hmm. great moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good.
7: What, uh, what yeah, else I you got for us? Say- yeah. Well, I'm, I've been watching Star Trek Next Generation again, and I can see the character of Picard, how confident he was on the show and how very, you know, he's very distant, even from the crew the first seven years on the show. It's like he was kind of distant. Mm-hmm, I like yeah. the way he kind of mellowed out a little bit. You know, I think, he yeah. like like, like the person said before, he lost faith in the Federation. So he went back to his planet and it kind of mellowed him out a little bit. I kind of like that a little bit. I kind of like that he's starting to find him see his own footing again. And he kind of like, I never expect, uh, picture Picard ever hugging anybody. So we saw him hug uh, <laughs> Hugh. You yeah. know. Now we go to see him hug Riker and him. You know, you can tell he kind of mellowed out. A lot of fans don't like that, but I kind of like that about the character.
0: Well, you, you know, I think what's, I'm glad that you like it. I, I do too. I, I think the difficulty is this, you know, on Next Gen for seven seasons, 45 minutes at a time, we get Picard at work that's mm-hmm. it. And what Beth just said in the last call that I, uh, she mentioned one of my favorite episodes, family, you get to see him break down. You get to see him being in that uncomfortable position of, all right, you're at home, you're a family. They actually know who you are.
7: You, yeah, you're not just
0: the guy at work who gets to give orders anymore. And mm-hmm. as much as somebody might be married to the job, still a real person in there. And yeah. mm-hmm. in Picard's position, particularly difficult to let that real person out. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think what's so brilliant about this show, just you know, regardless of whatever plot point we want to fixate on, regardless of of the the other character choices we might want to fixate on, to me, there's something so satisfying about seeing Picard age. And seeing those yes. layers taken away, where has he been for 13 years? What's he been up to? And what has this done to a person who's trying to find his place after the thing that gave him meaning and, and gave him identity is gone? If
1: I may, John. You
0: know, you know, you know I, 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 oh, wait, go ahead, Ray. Hold, hold on I, to that I, thought, Martin.
1: I'm, I was just going to say, I feel like just to bring it back to the episode itself you know, one of the things that I, I wrote down, actually, in my notes was this, uh, I think there's a very strong theme in this episode about both memory of ourselves and past conceptions of other people. You know, you have Soji mm-hmm. with her personal struggle, and then you have mm-hmm. um, Picard with his struggle and how he sees the Borg. So there's all this memory in the past versus who one truly is right now and that that Mm -hmm. is the only thing that matters, and that so much of of our our getting tripped up about things is not about who we are right now. And Mm -hmm. we saw Picard discover, oh, all that stuff, all that fear that he's walking around with about the Borg and about the artifact, well, it's not what's happening there right now. There's actually something great happening there. Now, there might be other Mm -hmm. things happening there too. We'll, We'll... Come to see that as it goes, but I think that's a beautiful thing to look at. Who are you truly? Yeah. And and uh, you know, and uh, Soji's about to discover that she's amazing.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, um, I have some terrible news. We have a comment in the chat that, that just called it out. David says, "Oh wow, John and Reka, this one needs to be a ninety-minute show." Sad, we are so close. Uh. Yeah, to twenty hundred hours. And then uh, Earl said he's trying to activate the emergency podcast extension hologram, but uh, <laughs> such a thing does not exist. Martin, thank you so much for calling in hey, and hey, up hey, the show with us.
7: Hey sir. Hey, hey, sir, I got one more yes. thing to say. I got a theory.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. later us real quick.
7: I, okay, I think the Romanins created. The, I mean, I think the Vulcans created the Romanins. I think that's why the ramen a secret group Hates the uh, synthetics I think the ramen are synthetic And I think the the soji is the daughter Of the uh, Bora queen in data well, Whoa
0: Alright uh, look stay tuned uh, Four more episodes Rekha's mind just blown uh, My mind blown uh, You gotta check back with us and see how this plays out okay Take care sir Alright take you. it your show. Take care thank you so Bye. much all right uh earl rake uh, thank you so much uh we we just got to take care of the business and then we're gone for the week all right mission log live is produced by roddenberry entertainment executive producer rod roddenberry technical production on mission log live is by the greatest hologram earl green be sure to visit podcast.rodenberry.com for the latest from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. If you'd like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash missionlog. Thank you to everyone who joined us live or later. We will talk to you next week. Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.